All right, we're back. This is your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast, segment two. All right, so the Celtics right now are in the tight one in Philly. So right now it's 88-87 Philly. And I just can't believe they're struggling against these guys. I mean, there's no, there's no Embiid. And it looks like they're just they're 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 struggling right now. It looks like the Sixers have definitely turned the momentum on their side. They're just not getting the loose balls. That's what really frustrates me. They're not getting the loose balls. They're not rebounding well enough. Right now they're in transition, passing it to Semi and or Semi of course bricked it. Oh my God! And then Korsmas hits a three. You gotta be kidding me! I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. This is why I can't. I can't watch a game while I do this because I'm gonna get frustrated with the way the Celtics are playing. I don't know. I just think that they're just not playing up to their potential. It's just. I don't know. It's just because if they lose to the Sixers, bro, without Embiid, that is. That is devastating. I don't. I don't care. I feel like. I mean. I had. I had. You know, I'm. I'm kind of a, con, kind of a conspiracy theorist in a way. Like I have a reason. I, it's a reason why they were kind of slumping, you know, and weren't really giving their all. Especially last night. I thought in the Spurs game. I thought they were just would not. They they did not show any focus and effort out there, and it showed in their play. Like, it was clear that their energy level wasn't there like it normally would be. And right now, who knows if that back-to-back is getting to them, even though we all know they didn't play all that well last night. And they still had to play a game no matter what. But who knows if those legs are starting to get heavy. Sixers are starting to make plays, get to the 50-50 balls. And it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it seems like when we play against the elite of the elite, we can't find a way to win those games. I think we're really good at beating those top, you know, those low-end teams and those mediocre teams. Oh, yeah, we can beat those low-end and mediocre teams. It was so weird. Last year was, like, totally the opposite. I think we played better against elite teams and sucked against the mediocre teams and, 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 and bad teams. This year, it's reverse. We're really good against the bad teams, really good against mediocre teams. And then we play a team like the Sixers or the Bucks or whatever. We, I don't know, we just find a way to lose those games. Whether it's, you know, getting 50-50 balls or, or just not making shots, missing layups. I've seen a lot of missed layups, man. It's just, can't you can't afford to have, you know, moments like that when you're missing layups and stuff like that or, or, or not getting fifty fifty balls or i mean it's been it's been frustrating of late it's been frustrating of late to watch them but let's switch gears um like I said, I mentioned that we got a lot to cover on high school um I pretty much got you know pretty much detailed a few of these teams that we gotta keep an eye on like if i don't know sometimes it's tough to really you know um it's tough to really find um, high school basketball um, footage 
but I was able to find some. So I was able to kind of get some evaluation on some of these teams. So I'm going to basically do a maybe possibly one, two, maybe even three teams in each state that I think that are going to be, as, you know, teams to be reckoned with this year. I, I, mem- I remember I was I did some of that maybe the podcast maybe two two weeks ago the episode 26 episode 27 that was like kind of like the preview of the season but right now we're kind of just going to update on what's going on um right now so we'll start with massachusetts to start out um lynn english um last week they well excuse me this week they just beat Tech Boston, which was the beginning of the week. It was a nice victory for them. Now they're eight and one on the year. Um, obviously, I wasn't able to kind of like get into what they did in, on the holiday weekend. They uh, they had a, two games in in South Dakota. Uh, they won the first game, but they lost the second one to Yankton. Um, and it wasn't close at all. I seen some footage of it. Um, Janelle Guzman played fairly well in that game. Um, we all know Janelle Guzman's their top player. Uh, but they have a few pieces that make them probably better than what they were last year. I thought last year, you know, losing Alonzo Linton was huge for them. But they got some pieces from, you know, they brought back a lot of pieces from last year. Uh, Gene Batiste. Uh, uh, Meku, Mekuma. Um, we got Jack Rodriguez coming back, but the the this transfer kid from St. Mary's, man, he's the real deal, man. He's about six 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 seven, two hundred and forty five pounds. He's a big big guy, gets a lot of rebounds, locks shots. Uh, the, him and Gene uh, Baptiste are really been really good defensively for them and you know we all know they're a very good pressure defense you know led by Janelle Guzman and company those guys really pressure the ball they're really good defensively and it's reason why they've had such a great start and the Sixers are looking really good right now I cannot believe what they're doing I really can't Kimba just got an M1 but yeah like Lynn English their defense is gonna is gonna make or break them this year, and I think you know they've looked really good. I mean they've blown these teams out, man. They you know they started out blowing out Sagans and PBD. Those games they won by fifty something points. I mean they're they're the real deal this year. You got to keep it on Ling English. I ranked them number one on my ranking for Massachusetts for a reason. There's a reason why they're going to South Dakota to play non-conference games in South Dakota because they're 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 a high-caliber team. I mean, it was it, it, they probably wish they could have got both games, but you know it's a good valuable experience. You know, for them to really destroy Tech Boston, I mean, they destroyed Tech Boston in this game. Just shows you where they're at compared to all the other teams in Massachusetts. It's not even close. But they also picked up some other big wins. They beat Mansfield. Mansfield's got a really good squad. I mean, we'll mention them later on this sh- Well, actually, we really won't mention them. <laughs> actually, yeah, we will. We will. Uh, they play Franklin 
we'll get into that game later on. But yeah, like yeah, they beat Mansfield. They like I said, beating Tech Boston's huge. That's like the best team in Boston most years. They got a nice program. Um so they beat uh Acton Broxborough's uh Shea Doherty's team. They were able to beat uh, Acton Broxborough. They got uh, a few games that are going to be tough later on. They played Cambridge, Ridge, and Latin. They also play East Catholic um, next week. Yep, they play East Catholic next week. They play them on the 11th. If I'm not saying next week, I should I should say Saturday. They play them on Saturday because it's the ninth right now. That game will be, I believe it will be in Springfield, if I'm not mistaken. In that you know Hoop Hall Classic, so that's going to be a um, a big time recognition game nationally. That's something that you know ESPN could be you know broadcasting those games. I'm going to check to see if it's on ESPN because I would love to uh, uh, watch those games. Because I'll be uh, Sierra Cannon's going to be in that tournament as well, so I'm going to check that out this weekend. Try to, you know, hopefully I, I'm not doing anything. I'll go check out those games if it is on this weekend. If I'm not, I apologize if it's not. It might be either this. It's either this weekend or next weekend. I know it's in mid, mid-January. But yeah. as far as I know, I looked at the all the games that were going to be. At, it said that Link English was a part of it. And they said that Central Catholic was a part of it. I mean, excuse me, not Central Catholic, East Catholic. Uh, I believe Central Catholic was in it last year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, the English is going to be playing East Catholic. East Catholic's predominantly been one of the more uh, dominant, one of the more, um, one of the one of the better programs in Connecticut. So that's going to be pretty much, you know, best of both worlds or best of both states going at it on that in that one. So keep an eye on English. I think they have a really good shot to win it all. They're looking good so far, 8-1 on the year so far. Um, I have this. The next team I have, I, I ranked them number two in my Massachusetts rankings. Um, Lowell, um, Lowell High School. They, like I said, they just came off of a, a nice victory against BC High. Uh, they won seventy-one to sixty-nine. I think the 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 most unique thing about Lowell is their backcourt. They may be the most smallest backcourt you'll ever see, but they they have so much firepower. Nate Sowell is one of the more quicker guys out there. Uh, Nunez, the sh- he pretty much is a five-nine-two guard that shoots threes. He's a left-hander. He's very strong, great defender. Both of those guys are very good defenders. They both do it on both ends of the floor, as well as their electric and transition and, and scoring. Um, Nunez just also he picked up as a thousand point as well uh, last week. So congratulations to him for doing that. I mean, I would have to say Nunez is that get some type of love. May not be a D one prospect, but possibly maybe definitely a Division two prospect. Um. So those two guys are good, and also, 
Um, another guy that's also um, been pretty good for them. It hasn't been no slouch for them. It's been uh, Richie Etienne. He's more, you know, primarily a shooter, but he can slash to the rim maybe, you know, occasionally. He probably, you know, he plays more their three, which obviously is not saying a lot because he's, he's about six feet tall. So he's not really fairly tall either, but overall, those three guys have been, um, expl- they've been um, excellent for them. And this is why Lowell is number two in the country. They're just they're just just out beating the team with their speed and quickness and athleticism, and it's really been been their calling card this year. Now we're probably going to get into probably the biggest game that happened last week, because I didn't think we was going to get into Mansfield, but we are because I I love Mansfield. I think that Mansfield's one of the more you know. Scary teams this year. They're in the top ten in my list. But also, you can't knock out. You can't count out Franklin. Franklin, their program has been good over the years, and they got a good team as well this year. Franklin got the upset and they beat Mansfield. If you want to call it that, I mean, I think Franklin's pretty much at the level of Mansfield. But you have to say it because Mansfield is ranked a little bit higher. I think Mansfield has better size than Franklin overall. They're just a bigger team, and they're probably one of the bigger teams in Massachusetts. You know, they have like four guys that are well over six feet tall. So when you see that in Massachusetts, you're going to be one of the bigger teams in Massachusetts. And we're talking about the public ranks, of course. We're not talking about, you know, the prep schools. Obviously, the prep schools have the bigger kids. But as far as like public school standpoint you got four or five guys that are six feet tall or above like you're going to be one of the bigger teams in Massachusetts and that's Mansfield but Franklin's you know they got a good player in Chris Edgehill he's a great scorer for them um I think he was big in this game he had 16 points uh the one guy that really kind of really made a big difference or was a big uh, difference maker on defense was the clan Wamsley. So he, you know, did a good job of guarding those uh, Mansfield players. Mansfield's got a few guys you got to look out for. TJ Guy, which is two sports star. He plays football as well. He's getting recruited in football, as far as I know. Um, we got uh, Stevens. They got Matt Bowen. Matt Bowen. So, and all those guys, all three of those guys I mentioned, they're all well over six feet tall. TG Guy is built like a football player, which he plays football, but he's like almost 240 pounds. He's like 6'5". So, I mean, the the size of Mansfield is definitely, is definitely frightening. But Franklin didn't back down. They're used to playing Mansfield. They know them because they play in their conference. They both play in the Hockamock League. Um, I had experience of watching them when I uh, went to high school. I went to high school at Stoughton High, so I was able to really see, you know, up close and personal these type, these two type, these two teams, you know, generally are really good in basketball every year. Franklin is really good in basketball, and Mansfield is really good in basketball. So it's 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 definitely continued, and that's probably well over ten years ago since I've since I've graduated. And they're still, you know, right there in the thick of things, being, you know, 
they're in the top teams in the state. So I just think Franklin knows Mansfield so well when playing with them every year. It made it easy for them to really get used to their side, their their size because usually a team that's big like Mansfield can wear you down. And, you know, a lot of teams are not used to that size. And Franklin, you know, playing them, you know, twice a year has gotten used to those type of players and really they, they kind of know their tendencies. So I think that was a big, big part of why they were able to, you know, win it, and they went. They won it convincingly too. I mean, they weren't able. Mansfield wasn't able to get fifty points in this game. They only had forty-five, and so it's it's a big win. A job well done for for Edge Hill. He's definitely a guy that's on. You know, you got to keep an eye out. One of the better scorers in the state. We'll see how Franklin does. You know, as the you know playoffs approach in you know a month and a half from now. We'll see how those teams fare out. And then we'll move on to the second state. Um, move on to Connecticut. We're going to basically do it by basically from best state to, you know, the worst states or whatnot. But uh, I would say we'll move on to Connecticut. Um, Windsor, obviously, is a great program. They've been struggling up late. Um they, you know, for the holiday tournament, which most most of these high school teams do, they go out and they play teams from out of state. This was uh, really a tough test for Connecticut. I mean, excuse me, Windsor. They had to go to Florida, play two games in Florida. And by the way, these teams weren't, I wouldn't say, I looked at the uh, their rankings or whatnot or their records for the season they weren't really that high notch florida teams and they they struggled to beat those teams or they struggled they struggled and end up losing to those two games in florida and so far i mean with those two losses they you know they have three losses on the year but i think they're going to turn it around now that you have more manageable schedule, they just blew out uh, Berkeley or Bulkley. They blew out Berkeley. They have five and zero Hill House, so we're gonna have to check on that score later on in the show to see if they won that game. We'll check it before we we check out. But. As far as Winsler, obviously we all know about their backcourt. They have one of the best backcourts in the state. Um, you got McKeithen and Primal Spears. Those are pretty much the guys that they lean on the most. Wow. The Sixers are really putting in the work on the Celtics right now. And it's the Celtics that just have not answered the call. That's it's really disappointing. But, like I said, we're going to move on to... Um, East Catholic. I would say East Catholic is probably playing. You know, Winslow's got all the um, preseason love. They we expected them Winslow to really have a great season this year. It's still early, but um, so far East Catholic's got the better start. Um, I believe they're undefeated still. 
as you know, they're, they're heading to this huge um, clash of the Titans against Ling English, you know, in, in a few days. The key thing, like I said, the key thing with this uh, game against Lynn English, how is East Catholic going to fare with the defensive pressure of the Bulldogs and their size? How how are they gonna how are they gonna approach that? Because Lynn English can make it so tough on you, and I just think East Catholic really depends on their guard play. Oh my goodness, Horford's having a great game as well, man. He's really he stepped up in this one. That's been the difference in the game. He has seventeen, six and eight. Wow. I don't know, man. This is a tough one to swallow if you're a Celtics fan. Because now the Sixers are 3-0 against you. They won the season series. It's a tough one to swallow, man. It really is. But, yeah, so... Because it looks like they're going to lose. But, yeah, so far as, like, this matchup with uh, East Catholic and Link English... um, the biggest matchup I'd have to say is Matt Lo- Matt Nolan, the Yale commit. Um, he's gonna be guarding, or uh, Janelle Guzman's gonna be guarding him, or those other, you know, quick, you know, guards that Lee English has gonna be guarding Matt Nolan. That's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, hope this game is on TV, man. I hope I hope it's on TV. I would love to watch it if it's on TV. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see that. We'll see what East Catholic can do, you know, with that pressure defense of the Bulldogs. What we'll, we'll definitely see that. We'll definitely give you the update on it next week on the you know podcast next week because that's you know a very exciting game that I would like to you know kind of cover and hopefully I can watch the film on that and kind of dissect the film because it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a game that kind of know. Um, how good Matt Nolan is. If Matt Nolan plays well against New England English's pressure defense, then Matt Nolan is going to be a good player in the next level. But I know Connecticut, they play against much tougher competition year in and year out compared to, you know, New English does not play the best competition. There's only, a you know, a handful of teams that are really that good compared to, you know, the Connecticut, you know, Connecticut has a much more larger pool of, of more talented teams. So they're more tested. But, you know, and it's also testful in English. Let's see how they do against a more, more better caliber opponent. Which I think, obviously, they've been tested. They went to South Dakota, uh, South Dakota for that big game uh, around that holiday weekend. So I think this is, to me, I think it's an evenly matched uh, game, I think, but I think East Catholic will end up winning it. But well, we'll see. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously gonna be rooting for Lane English. I'm from Lynn, so it's it's definitely an exciting time for me to like kind of root on this team. I literally uh, lived about, you know, I lived about probably five ten minutes away from the school, you know, a while back before I you know moved out into this area that I live now. So that was a, you know, a long time ago. I grew up, you know, in that area when I was younger. So it's, it's definitely emotional. I would love to watch the game if it's on TV, but I don't know. 
I don't know if it, if they're gonna show those type of caliber teams on TV. You know, I've seen some Connecticut schools on TV. I've never seen a Massachusetts team on TV before on on a national stage. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll check it to see if it is on TV. If it is, I'll give guys an update. You know, maybe I might you know record a live stream or whatever to you know to update you if it is on TV. I will check it out. To see if it is. That would be exciting if it is. Alright, so we'll move on to the next state. New Hampshire. Uh, not much on New Hampshire. Um, there's not many... Um, wow. Oh, they just... They just pulled away. Sixes just pulled away in this one. Alright, so in New Hampshire, I would say Extra is the top team. I have them ranked number one on my rankings on on the website, and they just um, they just beat probably what I would say probably the top the the, the number two team in, in in New Hampshire Portsmouth. They just beat them fifty six to forty six. That was the game of the week last week, um, and with this win. Um, extra has won 30 straight dating back from last year's championship team, obviously much different team. Um, they lost a few guys to, you know, prep school or, or, or graduation, but they still have Ryan Gareva. Ryan Gareva has had a great season so far. He's definitely leaded them in scoring in in all the major, um, major categories. So. As long as they have him, I think they'll be okay. I think New Hampshire, obviously, like similar to Massachusetts, doesn't have a a big pool of players they can, or really don't have much competition. And I think extra is just kind of a a, a step ahead of all those other teams by a lot. I think Portsmouth's done a good job of being very competitive this season because Salem is definitely not as good as they were last year. So this. A few teams, like I said, that could challenge extra, but I think extra end of the day is just, you know, leaps and bounds over the competition in New Hampshire. So really, not much to really go to, you know, in that state. Uh, Rhode Island, same thing. Not much for Rhode Island. Uh, obviously, the user powers, uh, North Kingstown, Bishop Hendrick. Both of those two teams are one and two in my book. Um, but one team that's really sh- uh, definitely surprised some people, they play in the Division Two, so they don't play in, in you know Division One with North Kingston and Bishop Hendrick. But West Warwick is a team that you got to look out for. They are a very big team. They got a, a bunch, like I said, they have about four or five guys that are over six feet tall. So they're one of the bigger teams out there in that state. Uh, they don't play. A lot of tough competition. Uh, probably their biggest tests are going to be against Shea, which we all, sh- you know, Shea, um, they got a lot of talent. Erickson Bonds is one of their better players. Um, he's probably leading, he's leading the, the state in scoring right now. He's averaging well over 30 points a game. And then you have Barrington, you got Will Weinwart uh, playing for Barrington. So those both of those, all three, all two of those guys. Um, they basically were in my top 100, probably in the more lower end of, the, of it, but they were in the top 100. 
So my routine is after a Celtic game, I watch just bear with me. I'm trying to turn the channel. A lot of college basketball on. Yeah, watch a lot. I usually watch the post game show, get to see the players' reactions and whatnot. But yeah, it's just a poor ending to the game for the Celtics. I don't know. They they got they got to do some soul searching. This is probably one of their toughest one of their toughest um, stretches that they've had, and they haven't really responded well to it. But anyways, as far as Rhode Island goes, uh, West Warwick, the Wizards of uh, West Warwick, they definitely have emerged into a contender. I really wish they played in D1, but they don't. It would be nice to see them play against North Kingstown. It would be nice to see them play against Bishop Hendrick. I don't see that happening because they play in totally di two totally different divisions, but... They still could take care of business, you know, not lose a game, which I don't think they should because they're just so much more better than, you know, those other two teams. I mean, Shea and Barrington, obviously those two teams are pretty good. But other than that, they're just a step ahead of all those other teams in, the, in that division. So they hopefully they take care of business and win their, you know, their state, um, state, you know, the re win their regionals and win the, in the state. I don't know how it is in Rhode Island. I have to look it up. I don't know if they do play the D2 or D1. I know in Massachusetts they do that. The D2s usually play with the D1s, you know, if they get that far in the, into into states. They end up playing against each other. Um, usually it's it's like kind of they, they play it in a Final Four type of thing. Usually they, they play their they, – they win their region. They win their Division Two region whether they play in the east or the west part of the state, and then they face off with each other in the, um, you know, in the final four of the, of that state tournament. So I don't know how it goes in Rhode Island, but I'll definitely look into it later on as we get close to that time. But West Warwick is a team to be reckoned with. They got great size all around. They're a deep team. I have them ranked number three for a reason because they're going to be a, a team to be reckoned with and you have to look out for them. But as far as I know, North Kingstown, they don't look like they're stopping. Clay Bocher is one of the best players in the state. And um, I just think North Kingstown is a team that's, they're going to be tough to beat this year. I, I think they'll probably, you know, they might end up winning it all at the end of the day. Their guard play is ridiculous. Uh, they got three three guards they can uh, beside you know including Clay Bocher, They got two two other guards they can go to to give them good defense and and to, to score out there to you know complement Clay Bocher. So I see North Kingstown, the Skippers, really gonna be a tough out, and they're probably gonna be you know standing in the end. But we'll see, we'll see. All right, so. 
getting close to about an hour now into this. We're going to wrap this up. But before we wrap it up, we're going to get into the last two states, Maine and Vermont. Um, both of these states, um, they're definitely different. You know, normally, I mean, normally you see, you know, teams that are good every year, especially Massachusetts, Rhode Island, you know, New Hampshire, obviously, Connecticut. Those teams have pretty much stayed pretty um, pretty much the same since last year up top. I think Maine and Vermont has really changed a lot um, with their top teams so far. They've been surprise teams that have been up top in those rankings. To start out with Vermont, uh, Champ- Champlain Valley Union is now my top team in Vermont. I remember Rice was the, the top team last year. Rice has been struggling this year. Champion Valley Union has been really good. They got two players in the top 100 that I think are good, great players for them. Ethan Harvey and and, and Calder Horentz McCaden. Both of those guys really uh, are tough, hard-nosed guys. They're over six feet tall. So, you know, they're big kids. You know, Harvey's a good shooter. He's, he's a good lead guard for them. And then Horace McCaden can go inside and out. A wide body, you know, guy that, you know, plays the f- forward position for them. So, pretty tough. But like I said, they just recently lost to a, you know, tough-minded, gritty South Burlington team, which... Which has probably the best shooter in the state on his on their team right now. Um, name is uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, his name is Evan Parker. Yeah, he's like he. I would say he's one of the top shooters in the state. Like he's also my also my rims in that top one hundred. In the lower end of that list. But. As far as Vermont, I would just say, yeah, they got a few teams you got to be, you got to look out for. Champion Valley Union is one of them. Um, and there's a few others, but I think that those ones stick out to me the most. As for Maine, the top team in Maine, which they got a good, they got, Maine's got a, a lot of good teams that you got to look out for, but I think. Um, South Portland has been the biggest surprise by far. Um, they got a rising star, uh, Pamba Pamba. He's getting a little love. You know, colleges are starting to look at him. He's definitely been a rising star for South Portland. And man, their their resume so far, they they haven't lost a game yet. Their resume so far, they've already beaten Deering or or Dearly. They already beaten Greenlee. They already beaten Kennebrook. They already beaten Bonnie Eagle. They play Bonnie Eagle tomorrow. Um, they already beat York. They and also beat Sanford, which y'all know Sanford has the top prospect in Maine. So this is um, Leighton Bigford, by the way. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, that is impressive to be able to beat all those teams already. That is impressive. They're so far undefeated. Um, 
But I will say, let, let's see what happens with Bonnie Eagle on Friday. I think Bonnie Eagle is going to... Not Friday. I believe they play t- uh, they play t- them, you know, tonight. Maybe I can give you an update on that before I, you know, step out. But yeah, I also want to get an update on uh, Hill House as well, which is um, basically what Windsor is playing today. But just give me a quick uh, minute. I'll be right back. I'll give you the update on that. Just give me a sec. While I'm looking for that, I'll kind of update you on what he's saying. I'm just trying to check on those games. Uh, it's like Windsor. Those those games could be they could be big, man. Yeah, Brad Stevens just mentioned the Sixers are hard to score on. I think, I mean, as far as I know, the Sixers' defense has been really good this year. Um, Like I said, their defensive personnel is really much better. You add Al Horford, and you got Josh Richardson, Mike Scott, James Ennis. Like, they, they get after it defensively, man. Ben Stimmons is a good defender as well. I think Ben Simmons is one of the more elite. Defenders in this league. I mean, that is. I mean, no excuse though. I think the Celtics are one of the better offense teams in the league. I just think I know what. No, it's kind of disappointed me about this game. I just felt like our we're not getting after it defensively like I've seen probably maybe early in the year. Early in the year, I thought the Celtics. We're much better defensively than what they've are, you know, this past month or two. They just weren't that in this game, and it just showed. So yeah, Windsor just beat uh, uh, Hill House. They beat them eighty-three to seventy-four. So you know, fairly close game. And the next game they have Newington, which I think Newington is a team that's okay, not a not a great team in Connecticut. And then we're going to give you that quick update on who uh, Bonnie Eagle in South Portland, right? Yeah. I just think, I don't know, it's just a tough loss go 3-0 and against the Sixers. They've never done that. This is this is new. This is new territory. I used to 
say like the Sixers were like little brother because we always dominated the Sixers and it's just weird all suddenly they get Al Horford I don't know what it is I just and obviously they matured I mean I don't know, man. It's just, it's, I, I, as a Celtic fan, you, you gotta be disappointed to lose a game like this. They don't have Joel Embiid. You think this is a must win. You gotta win that game. If you are what you think you are, you should win that game. And so the South Portland Bonnie Eagle game has not been reported, according to my sources. And I would like to, I would look on Twitter, but I'm not gonna do all that. But, alright, so. We're going to wrap this up. Sorry for all the pauses and whatnot, but I just want to get all the news, get you updated with everything. You know, get you, uh, if you guys are, you know, close to these schools or whatnot and you want to check out the games and check out how good these teams are and support them, this is kind of what I'm here for to give you all the info, give you all the updates and whatnot in the high school level. So, I wanted to do that, and I did that. So got into pretty much all levels today. Got into college basketball. Didn't really do much of that last week, so we got into it this week. And then obviously a little bit of NBA. And obviously would love to get more into NBA next week. Talk about more of the All-Star weekend, and um, which I think that's part of the year that I love. Talking about the All-Star game and whatnot. Some people think it's overrated, but I... As a basketball fan, you enjoy it. So I will be talking a lot about NBA in the past couple weeks. Trading deadline is coming up next month. February is the month, man. Hopefully I can get some guests, get some flavor on the show a little bit. would love to add background music and whatnot because I know sometimes it's kind of boring just just hearing a voice. But we'll we'll get get into it, man. I definitely have some ideas. Hopefully I can make the show a little bit more better and add a little flavor to the show. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, He's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Us podcast. I'm out. Peace.